here shortly, but I want you to just kind of tell tell us about Anthony, and then I want you to tell us about your experience with the trash can concept, and then we'll get started into going through the book and talking about our topic tonight. Okay. Uh, for people who don't know, my name is Anthony D. Collins. Um, I am an Internet um, radio host myself on the Anthony B. Fly Show on Vibration Radio. I'm now a, a first-time publisher of the book, Life is Outstanding, the reason why we're here tonight. Um, I also blog. Uh, my blog is called Aggressively Demanding Change. Well, I try to talk about things a lot of times we don't like to talk about. And I also give people opportunity to um, comment on the blog, you know, on every other Friday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I promote that and have a show for that so people can come on and listen to my blog and discuss it. And that, and that has really jumped off. It's amazing where God would take us, Tammy, because I didn't want to blog. You know, shout out to Dr. Lambie, my, my digital marketing editor, um, who pretty much made me blog. And it's amazing that somebody, I didn't want to do it, but how much support I'm getting from it. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Okay, okay. And tell us, you're you're in, out of Chicago, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. South side okay. of Chicago. Okay, and before we get started, with just in case we lose people as we go and they're not at the end of the show, tell them how, tell us how they can reach you now, and then we'll have you do that again at the end of the show as well. Sure, absolutely. Um, all of my information is on anthonydcollins.com. Specifically for the book, it would be anthonydcollins.com forward slash um, book. And it's also live on Amazon, Kindle, um, um, Barnes and Noble, and pretty much anywhere. You can even, even Google and, and just hit hashtag life is outstanding or hashtag Anthony Thoughts, and everything will pop up. You can also catch me in my email, anthonydcollins13 at hotmail.com. I'm at Twitter at anthonydcollins, um, Instagram at anthonydcollins, and Facebook, facebook.com, anthonydcollins13. Okay. And for those of you, you can always go back and listen to the show, the beginning of the show. If you find yourself not with that information, you can select this show at the archive, and you can always go back and get any information you'd like to have from any of the archive shows. So, Anthony, if, if you don't mind, tell them real quick about the trash can concept, and then I want to bring this caller in. I think it would be a good caller, good good way to start the show out. So tell them mm-hmm. about your experience with the trash can. Trash can theory. I am so like a fan of Tammy's um, trash can theory. So I'm listening to a couple of her shows like, yeah, and at first I'm like, man, I'm not about to move my trash can because I'm used to where it is. So we always speak about change. I always talk about change. So I say, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I do it on the day I had a bunch of cooking to do because I invited some family and friends over. And I moved my trash can. So it's like you have to know where my kitchen is. But where I had it, it's like around the corner. So I had a habit of just taking the lid off, especially when I'm doing a bunch of cooking, and just throwing the stuff that, I, you know, it needs to go in the garbage in the, what I thought was the garbage can, but I forgot I moved it. So I'm doing my normal little routine of doing that. And I go around this corner. There's a bunch of garbage on my floor. Boy, I cussed you out good, Tammy. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> and what's so special about this moment when Anthony – contacted me about the the trash can, I I really wasn't thinking about it because I was reading his book, and I was on a part in the book that that we have to talk about tonight, the Uh 400-something. And so as Uh as text, I was reading that part about the 400-something, and we'll talk about that, but I was laughing because of what I was reading in the book, but he's talking about the trash can theory because he's now, you know, got trash everywhere. So it was was Uh a profound 
moment. So I just wanted Anthony to share that. So if you guys have not moved your trash can, please do so and share your your moments uh, that you have. So we're going to go ahead and bring our caller in. I have a caller from the 972 area code with the last four digits of 7207. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Tammy. How are you doing? How are you? Great. This is Chatequa. Hi, Anthony, you don't know me, but Tammy knows me. I'm doing great. How are you both doing this evening? Doing great. great. Thanks for calling. Yes. Well, Anthony, actually... I'm going to make Go ahead, a start. I'm going to make a confession to Anthony. Uh-huh. Anthony, I texted you and told you that someone really really needed to hear this cuz we had we had talked about this your not about your book but about the mission or the statement uh that your book carries. And so this uh-huh. person is going to buy a copy of your book, but I kind of shared it only with her and made her promise that she would not share it. And I'm excited <laughs> to tell you uh-huh. But I'm going to let her tell you how long it took her to read your book. Okay, no problem. I started your book, but Tammy sent it to me. I think she sent it to me maybe on a Friday, and I started it that night that she sent it to me, and I was done with it by the next day, probably 2, 3 in the afternoon. Wow. I read the whole book. And when I tell you, your book is outstanding. I love your title because you say, you know, life is outstanding, but the book is truly, truly outstanding. Um, I I read a lot of books on, um, you know, uh, personal development books. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Napoleon Hill was, you know, I I saw a lot of him through, you know, reading your stuff. And and as I was reading your book, it was just drawing back a lot of things that I've read and learned. But it it was very powerful coming from, someone like you because I got onto your, your site and your website and your blog and I just, you know, it caused me when I probably was halfway into reading your book, it caused me to want it to go and let me see, you know, who you are on your web page uh-huh. and everything. And it was it was just fabulous. It's a fabulous to read. It's very deep. It's very informational and it's, it's very instructional. And some areas really did bring tears to my eyes because hmm. there were some things that I could truly relate to, some growing up things that you went through, with some very hmm. similar growing up things that I went through. And, you know, it, it just, it, it felt like some, af- I, I felt a lot of affirmation coming from your book. Wow. I truly hmm. did. I truly did. Wow. So your book is outstanding. Hmm. And I'm going to, you know, recommend it to, you know, as many people as I possibly can. I think I'm, I'm speechless. Um, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And, that. and that's all I wanted. You know, I always have a thing that I say that if I reach one person and I change one person's life, I've done my job. And I think all of us should take on that responsibility daily to try to help at least one person a day or one person a month or one person a year. So if if I added any type of greatness of outstanding, anything outstanding in your life for that moment, I, you know, hey, I've done my job, and I thank you so much for taking the time to read my project. I really do. It was it was wonderful, and like you said, you know, it is it is kind of changing the world one person at a time, and it really does make a difference one person at a time. Because I promised Tammy that I wouldn't say a word, and I, you know, went to school the next day, and I was telling somebody about the well, not the next day. It was like a couple of days later. I went to school and mm-hmm. told somebody about a book I read. Over. I was like, I read this book over the weekend. It was so good. And then it dawned on me. I stopped right there, and she was like, what was the book called? 
and I had to just change the subject and get off the subject because I knew that I could not share it. I was going, oh, I can't share it. So it was one of those things that you kind of speak, and then you just kind of, you just wish you could just re- reverse what you just said. But I just mm-hmm. I was just speaking to share it right, right away. So, like I said, when it comes out, I'm sharing it with everybody because there's so many things in there that you say, you know, it's the lack of knowledge that we have. And, you know, information and knowledge that we have, it means nothing if it's not put into the proper action. And Absolutely. a whole lot of that is in things with, you know, our energy and our attitude and our imagination, and it's all completely tied to one another. So that's huge. And, you know, people, we just, it's just so many people who don't know, and I want to spread light on as many people as possible. So any form of information I could find to help open their eyes, and this, this will definitely be one of them. Wow. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome, it. Anthony. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you, Tammy, for sharing it with me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for reading it. She actually made me feel a little bad because I wasn't finished yet, but I was kind of reading a little bit slower. So uh, thank you, Tika, for sharing, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We were talking before, uh, Anthony and I, about the timing of this book, and it really is ironic. Um, I know from my life, and I'm sure a great number of you listeners out there, sometimes we get, I think most, the majority of us are just kind of walking through life not really living life, but just existing the same thing, doing the same things over and over again and feeling the same way over and over again. And, I and I mean, I just ditto what Tika said, and I'm not just saying that because I know, and I really don't know Anthony, but I'm not just saying that because we have a, a business relationship, but the mm-hmm. book is awesome. It does change your mindset. I told Anthony that even when I find myself getting a little down or going a different way, I think, your life, Tammy, is outstanding. You have no reason to be anything but joyous and happy, and it instantly changes your attitude. So, well, let's get started. Anthony, anything before we get started into my my surgery on you tonight? <laughs> uh, oh, no, just, just simply thank you. I, I, I want to do, I do want to stress that I think my wow moment is a, is a, that phone call right there, you know, I always talk about my wow moments because, um, and even like last night I was on a local TV and radio show, and just to hear that so many people that I've shared my book with um, prior to it's coming out have really taken it in and, and really have given me another perspective on my own book. Like, this, you know, I told you off the air, a young man said a few things, and he had me looking at my book totally different, like, well, wow, that ain't even the reason I wrote it, but okay, I can go with that. So, I, I mean, it's it's amazing just in a short time, and I, and I promise you it's only been about maybe 10 days since I've released it to a certain amount of people that the response that I'm getting is just so overwhelming. So it's just, you know, I'm thankful, and I, I thank everybody for supporting me. And it's hard for me to say it's my book because I get so much support. That's why I'm starting to say it's our book. And, and, and that's it. You know, we can get into it because I don't want to get too emotional. <laughs> okay, okay. And that's the beauty of your your humility and, and your um, just humbleness about the effect that you are having on people. I remember not seeing your postings on Facebook. I don't know what you did, but you didn't let us know that you weren't going to be there. And I kept looking mm-hmm. for your positive things, and they didn't come. And I believe I sent you an email said, where are you? Because, you know, you need to keep these coming. So we just mm-hmm. never know who's looking and who needs those things that we are posting or sharing or saying because people are hurting. People are truly hurting and looking for 
something and somebody, whether it's a book or a person or a smile or how you're doing or I love you, people are looking for something just to make it through the day. So I want to start with you telling us, if you don't mind, where, what place were you in um, at the time this book was, was birthed? Um, and, and if you don't mind, go back a little bit to that night. I remember in the book, and I don't know if I wrote that down, where you said you you finally felt like you connected with God, you became one with God. So if you could kind of start there and, and uh-huh. fast forward to, to the point where you began to put pen to paper. Um, that was like a little bit after my birthday. It was actually... On my birthday, a friend of mine introduced me to a few documentaries and some things to just read and information about uh, meditation and, and other other forms of spirituality. And I was already at a place before that where I was just simply tired. I was exhausted with myself. I was exhausted with the things that was going on in my life. And, you know, a lot of people around me who who know me would just assume, like, you know, you know Tone or Anthony's okay, but I really was tired. And like I always you know, mentioned in the book, that I wasn't like in a suicidal state, but I really was at a low point, and I recognized that. So it just immediately when I when I cleansed myself and started self-reflecting and started meditating, I just felt such a, a oneness and such a, a understanding about my connection spiritually with God. And, and it's something that it's hard to put in words, but that's the best way that I can really explain it to you. It's just like you know when you know. You know, when you're at a spiritual place and you and you sit still in silence, you know when you have a connection. And when you have that connection, don't be afraid of it, or don't run from it. Just connect to it and embrace it, and and, and like it's you know like it's your baby, and, and go from there and keep on evolving into becoming yourself. Um, it's nothing like loving yourself. It's nothing like being one with yourself. That's the most important thing in life because if we are not able to take care of ourselves in any capacity. We're no good to anyone else. I hear so many people talk about sacrificing so much for their kids, sacrificing so much for their husband and their wife, and I want to make people understand that that is a mistake in a sense if you are compromising your own happiness because, believe me, that energy that you're giving off will come off to your husband, will come off to your wife, will come off to your kids. So don't sacrifice so much that you're not able to take care of yourself because if you're gone, not only are you going to hurt yourself, you're going to hurt so many people that love you. I agree. And, Anthony, don't you think when we do that, it become, you at some point people get to a point where they're, they're so bitter, there's such a bitterness that sets in because of the um, feeling that they've internalized because they're giving everybody else so much and, and having nothing for themselves. Don't you think there's a sense of bitterness that often sets in? Absolutely, and and I experienced that before, um, because what we don't what we don't understand is that pretty much that we just assume people are recognizing some of the small things that we're doing, and they're probably not because they have their own lives. So when we don't get the recognition that we think we should get, we become automatically bitter and upset. So for me, I had to retrain myself to understand that look, when I do something, I'm gonna do it within my means not expecting no recognition, not expecting no thank you, not expecting anything. So when I don't receive any of that, I can still continue to just keep walking, you know, left foot, right foot, and not even worry about it. And that's something that we have to get into a place. And I'll talk a little bit about that in um, Chapter 9, about being grateful for now, 
uh, being great and being grateful for every moment of your life, even the bad. Mhm. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I want I read in the book where you talk about you start out kind of talking about your mom and dad, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Collins, Jacqueline and Godfrey, being mm-hmm. that they saw you give up a lot of things in your life, but never. Absolutely fell short of supporting you no matter what. And that really stood out to me because so often, and I want to stay there for a moment, but explain to us what what did this mean to you at that time versus now? And do you feel that you'd be here if they had if they had stopped supporting you because of your actions? Because if they saw you give up a lot, there's probably some times there that they, they probably rightfully so could have, which most parents do often. So you stated mm-hmm. that they never fell short on supporting you. What did this mean to you at that time versus the time now, who you are now? Do you think that I mean everything? I'm sorry for cutting you off. It, 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 it means everything because I, I understand that I wouldn't be on the phone with you right now. I wouldn't have had the interview yesterday. I wouldn't have finished writing this book. Uh, it would have been so much that I would have still continued to give to give up on if they didn't have the patience that they had and the encouragement. It's, it's been so many times where I know I messed up. They know I messed up, but they still encourage me to keep on and, and to, you know, don't worry about it and it's okay, I've been there and things like that. You know, I think one of my wow moments again is that the time that me and my dad, just even um, a couple of days ago my dad was over here and we just, you know, he came over and he did something for me, and we just sat around and talked. And we and our and our conversations are getting deeper and deeper and about just life things. And we play chess uh, from time to time. So I, I embrace those moments. You know, I, I think back about what you mentioned about how they didn't give up on me, and how you know when my dad shakes my hand, he says I'm proud of you and stuff like that. That means everything. And then as far as my mom, um, she's she's out of town now, so I don't have the same physical presence. She's down in Alabama now. She moved there a couple of years ago, but we still talk every day. I can just hear in her voice, you know, uh, how supportive she is and how proud of me she is. And even if she has a, a, a constructive comment or constructive criticism to say, which I appreciate from anybody, even you, Cammie, that it, you, know, you don't know how much that means to me because a lot of times, I know I have a lot of yes people around me, or I had a lot of yes people around me who would just say, oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's great. No, 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 I don't need that. I need you to tell me if paragraphs really do have a run-on sentence. You can't be having me talking about this is great and I go out here in the world, and they'd be like, man, I don't even understand what you're saying. So to have people like you, uh, my mom and my dad, to be in the forefront telling me, well, no, nah, you shouldn't do this or you should change this or think about that is one of the best things in the world to have. Right, right. That brings me to, and I'm going to skip a little bit here, so I need to mark that when you talk about um, the truth and communication, you mentioned in your book, and I, uh, well, let's go back to your kids. I don't, want to, I don't want to miss that, that your kids, Jasmine and Destiny, gave you reason to breathe and live a more responsible everyday life, basically. That, to me, was one of those aha moments as well because, you know, with our youth today and how they view fathers and mothers and what they need from fathers and mothers in order to even get to a point where they view life as potentially having the possibility to be outstanding. It all starts from from mom and dad, and I'll say dad and, and mom in that order. But when you say that they gave you a reason to breathe and live a more responsible everyday life, Again, how did 
how, how do you think that differs based on who you were before that moment with God and the daddy and the friend you are to them now? Um, it's real simple. If if it wasn't for my kids, um, I was already wild, but I would have been so much wilder. Like when I had my son a little bit before I turned 19, it slowed me down because instantly, you know, I, I came from a two-parent home, so I had to, you know, being a father in me. Was I scared? Did I know how to change a diaper? Absolutely not. But I kind of like researched, kind of like how I did for this book. I researched on how to change a diaper. I had my mom show me or I had my um, son's mother show me. I wanted to do everything that I could as what mothers do and more as I could as a father So to and just to be a part of that experience. So in doing that, it slowed me down from running the streets and doing some of the crazy things I was doing. Now, I still was doing it. I still balanced my time, I guess, as you can say, but I, I know I wasn't doing it in much. I know I would have gotten so much more trouble if it wasn't for my kids. And, you know, um, I've expressed this to them, but probably not in the way that I should have, and I, I probably will, you know, after this conversation, you know, because uh, me and my son, you know, he's actually downstairs right now. We talk more and more, and I explain to him a lot of things that's going on, but, you know, the re- they are the reason that I breathe in that sense because I know if I didn't have any kids and I, if I didn't have him downstairs now or if I didn't have my daughter, you know, at home with her mom and, and her husband, I wouldn't be as responsible as I am today because I would have so I would have too much freedom. And it is such a thing as too much freedom. Okay. I think the key word in that is the respons- responsible everyday life. And so yes. I think so many people have been whether they choices of their own or or just kind of ended up there we, we have roles that we have a responsibility to whether and, and I was a young mom too afraid out of my mind but found mm-hmm. a way to make it work the best way that I could and I say that for people and this this could also lead people and the reason I want to focus on that for a minute is when you when you have responsibilities that you know that you are not fulfilling but you are capable of doing so, whether it's through an an, an effort um, or not, so often we have we have responsibilities that we shy away from because we feel like we're an, inadequate inadequate to do so, or we just choose not to do so. And what I want mm-hmm. people to understand, especially parents, is you leave a a a, a wow, you leave a great a tremendous amount of pain disconnect where that child is going to have even more of an issue trying to determine that life is outstanding and we mm-hmm. just have people the cycle just repeating itself because we as adults we haven't quite we're, we're finding ourselves 40 plus trying to figure out who we are where we're going and at the same time we're turning around supposed to be responsible of helping someone get to that point before they're 40 so mm-hmm. i wanted to your kids up in it for that reason because I'm sure I'm sure your kids can see see you now and kind of have some pic, visual picture of who daddy was before not that daddy was a bad person but daddy certainly mm-hmm. does listen he lives better um, he, he breathes and lives we give him a reason to breathe and live and that's what our ch- children want and need from us mm-hmm. they need to feel uh, received and loved so I wanted to, to, to make sure I brought that point out because, again, in order for them to get to a life of feeling like it's outstanding, not perfect, but we do have an outstanding life. We are blessed beyond measures. And so Absolutely. I want to bring that up. You also talk about communication, and I believe one of your friends, Karen, was 
you said uh, you thanked her for the importance of communication. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit and, and go ahead into the importance of telling always telling you the truth, and I think that was Rosita, but you mentioned about mm-hmm. the importance of communicating. So let's talk about that and the importance of always being honest and truthful no matter what with each other and ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I went through, man, probably about up to – Maybe man, third between my the ages of thirty and thirty two, where I, I kept attracting uh, women that they form a communication with either arguing or being aggressive or whatever the case case may be. So I didn't understand what communication was all about. I really didn't. And when she came into my life, um, she brought a different perspective to that. She made me you know understand how to to sit down write things out, um, talk without yelling, and things of that nature. And, and, you know, a lot of this stuff sounds simple to a lot of people, but if you don't know, you just don't know. That's one thing I can tell you. You could be 52, 62, 12. If you don't know, if you've never experienced something, then you just have, you don't know, you've never experienced it. So for her to have the patience with me at that particular time and to um, help me with that is something I'll never forget. And I don't even think, well, you know, she, she did read the acknowledgement, but it's a couple of parts in the book that um, she probably won't even realize that she helped me with that. And, you know, and I'm very, very thankful for that. So that's pretty much what it was. That just showed me how to expand that communication. So then another important point I want to make that now I was able to attract that more in my life. And even like I even mentioned in the book, even if I didn't date a lady friend and we were just friends, you know, we had a great communicating relationship, and when we disagreed on certain issues, it was so great because there was no yelling. We just said what we did, either whether we agreed or not. And see, I had never experienced that, but now I'm attracting that in my life. Now I can actually say I have, you know, 10 or 15 lady friends where I don't argue, I don't have major disagreements or nothing like that. We just talk and we communicate beyond, beyond, beyond you know, thoughts. And what about the honesty and the truth? I think uh, we as a society have really put that on the back burner and dealing with honesty and the truth. Um, what do you want to give give our listeners on the communication and as it deal, deals with truth, being honest with each other? That's simple. You have to have a team around you, and I like to call it that, my master team, of people who are going to tell you the truth no matter what the situation is, because you cannot have a bunch of yes people around you and, and send you out here in this world and, and things are not right in your world. So you need a team that's going to love you and respect you enough to tell you the truth. And, and it's, it's the way you do that. You know, you don't have to be all rouchy with uh, or crazy about it. You simply say things like, hey, you know, you've done a good job, but maybe you should think about this. Or, you know what, I simply don't like that. You know, if you're going to do that, I just have to tell you I don't like the way you're doing it. Maybe you can take another approach or think about this or what have you. And I encourage everyone, if you don't have a team like that, if you have a bunch of yes people who disagree with you, even when you know you're wrong and they still agree with you, that's a big problem. You're going down the wrong road. Mm. Right. I agree. I agree. We do that a lot, Anthony, as, as, as people. That's a that's – a, one reason why we're in such a state that we are in, because we allow people, like you said, even when the person knows that they're wrong and, and speaking to someone and they don't correct them or they don't view their opinion, you know, express their opinion, it somehow makes that person feel okay and accept mm-hmm. that. That's a sick mind. So 
Let's talk about meditation. Absolutely. How did um how were you introduced to medication and med- meditation and how do you feel it helped you in this process of growing? It, it changed my life. Um absolutely changed my life. Um I was introduced to it uh, by young lady. Her name is um Tiffany Johnson. I mentioned her in acknowledgement as well. And she just introduced me to it. She gave me a few tips um that I'm gonna share with you. It's pretty much just like breathing breathing tips. Um, a couple of YouTube videos you can just look up on, like, simple things of meditation. And I encourage anybody, if you're looking for, like, a source to know how to start, it's real simple. YouTube is great. And what you want to do is just start for one minute a day. You know, don't put any pressure on you. Put one minute a day. Um, close your eyes. Um, don't try to focus and try don't, don't try to block out your thoughts. You know, meditation is simply just listening, listening to whatever's going on within your inner self whatever that may be. Even if there's some negative things going on, you're listening and you're trying to just pull all that energy out of you. A lot of times when you get into meditation, you have people that just try to think too hard or overthink or try to just stop all their thoughts. No, it would naturally come to you over time. Now I'm at a place where I can meditate anywhere from like the hour to two hours. I can sit in, I can sit in a position. I can go deep in. I can use videos. Or I can just use my own silence. Um, you can get you some candles. Candles help you um, focus. That flame will help you focus and clear your mind, and you'll start seeing different colors. Then once you see those colors, you know, write those colors down. Then when you look those colors up on the Internet, it'll give you what is what is called chakras, and you will see what each color means. Like some colors mean peace. Some colors mean, you know, higher consciousness and things of that nature. And I'm going kind of fast through this because of the show, but these are just little simple guides that you can give yourself if you think meditation could be possibly for you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I imagine, and I, I I believe this is somewhere in your book, it has to be, cause, but I, I think I remember you putting in there somewhere about imagine um, God's light, and I may be saying it not exactly like you said it in the book, just beaming mm-hmm. down upon you. Um, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I have I've had to use that quite a bit, and, and typically early in the morning when it's still kind of quiet, and mm-hmm. you know you don't anything going on. It's just just stillness, and it it is really it it does put you in a different mindset before your feet hit your floor. It just mm-hmm. it's just, and that I think is wonderful because we have that's about taking control of your day. So often we get up, mm-hmm. we rush off without even stopping to do any of that or reflecting on what what we're so blessed and how we want our day to go. So mm-hmm. that's something Absolutely. I want to learn what, more about. One thing sure. I want to add, if I can, is um, in the summertime, you know, when that sun really gets up, about, you know, I guess anywhere between 6 a.m. and 8 in the morning, and you can see it, something that I used to do, and you can actually read up on this, if you go outside and just stare into the sun, a lot of people think you cannot stare into the sun, but you can. You actually can stare into the sun and close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, and you will instantly, instantly feel yourself feel better, you know, because that's vitamin D you're soaking up. That's energy you're soaking up, and that's just, that's not me. That's a scientific fact, and I tried it. So just try that, and you will notice immediately you will feel better. Even if you've got sinuses or something wrong with you, just go outside and let that sun hit you. You know, take a couple of deep breaths, close your eyes, look into the sun, and you will instantly find yourself feeling better. 
You know, Anthony, that's that's so you're so right about that. And so if we think about how often our children get outside and play, I mean, most time they're just stuck up in the house with these games and these iPads and whatever else. But there is mm-hmm. such healing that comes from that sun. But we're we're not out in it. It even makes you you're right, it makes you feel better just to get up and get out and mm-hmm. and, and just feel that warmth and that vitamin D that comes from that. Absolutely. So get out, people. Get out and enjoy that. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk about the. Let's go to your the chapter one attitude. Um, mm-hmm. I guess let's start with you make the comment the right attitude about about our lives will change our lives. So the right attitude about your life will change your life. Tell mm-hmm. people about attitude and and how it affects their day to day living. I just think it starts there. When I think about my life and I think about me having a bad attitude and I think about how destructive it was, I was thinking about how um, how stressed I was, how, how much weight I had gained, and, and I had, like, stress-like, you know, um, stroke-like symptoms, and so much was going wrong. And I knew it was based all off my attitude, you know, my ridiculous rants about at the time not believing in God, uh, my selfish and manipulating ways. All that is attitude. All those things can go right under attitude. So, like I mentioned earlier, I got to a place, I thought I think it was about 27, where I was just simply tired. I was exhausted with feeling that way, thinking like that and everything, so I just simply made a choice. I said, hey, you've been negative for a long time. Why don't you try something different? How about just trying to be positive? And that's what I did. And, of course, it took some time to retrain myself to start thinking that way and and doing things in that in that manner, but just like you was mentioning, like sometimes you go through your day now, you say life is outstanding. For me, I was just saying anything that was positive. I was just saying, you know, positive energy, positive thoughts, you know, um, I had a great day. It always can be worse, things of that nature. And slowly but surely, I started seeing my life change for the better. Mm-hmm. And why do you feel that we have, we possess all of the answers to any questions we have? Why, why do you feel that's? That statement is true. I, I, I say I encourage everyone just to really sit down and look at your life. Um, think about every question you've asked yourself. And that first thought that you had, that first intuition, think about that answer and think about if later on that didn't come to be true. And for me, it did. And for a lot of people, I think about it, it did. Our intuition does not lie. It mm-hmm. just does not lie. If we ask ourselves a question, like even something simple about should I go to the store today, and your first thought might be like no, and you go to the store anyway, and something doesn't go your way or anything goes wrong, and then you come back and you say, you know what, I knew I shouldn't have went to the store. It could be just as simple as that. So what I, I tell everybody, just think about times like that, and if you can t- think of a time honestly when your first thought or your intuition was wrong, man, let me know because I really talk to people about this on a daily basis, and, and I haven't had too many people come back to me. I really haven't had anyone come back to me and say, man, my first true thought and my first true intuition was wrong. I, agree. I certainly agree with you. It was just I've never really heard it. Maybe I have it in a different way, but that statement was probably one of my, fa- my one of my top five favorites out of the book that we mm-hmm. possess all of the answers to any question that we have. And I totally agree with you. I think that we just do a good job of covering them up or or just going with the flow, ignoring Absolutely. that hostile voice that this is just Absolutely. not it. You know, we Absolutely. we ignore it. Often we get there and Absolutely. wonder why. So powerful statement. And before moving on, because I don't want to give too much of 
of Chapter 1 away, but you got to explain mm-hmm. that reality factor, how you were kind of dipping and diving into the positive and the negative. Yes. I mean, the reality factor is real simple for me. It's, it's when I started to change my life and being more positive, but I still had those um, frequent moments of saying, like, say I had a great day, and then I say, oh, God, I'm having a great day. What's about to go wrong? That's the reality factor that you shouldn't have, and that's why I, that's why I called it that. Because when you're having a great day, hell, you're just having a great day. Don't look at it as like, okay, something's about to go wrong. Because when you have that thought, that will happen. You know, our thoughts control every moment and everything in our lives, and it's sometimes we don't like to realize that. Even when you think about some accidents or whatever the case may be that you was involved in, what were you doing before that accident? What were you doing before that major argument with that person? How was your day going then? And if it led up into something, you really think about it. Nine times out of ten, you think about it like, man, you know what? I led myself right argument with that person. Or that accident I had when I tripped down the stairs, man, I was already thinking crazy thoughts and stuff, and then I slipped and I tripped down the stairs. And, and that's, pretty much, that's pretty much the gist of it. I mean, I can't really explain it no better way. Okay, okay. And I want to tell our listeners, yes, we are taking calls. Uh, so for those of you who are in the chat line, yes, please, if you want to just kind of call in with your questions or comments, 818-691-7406. You do have to select the number one, and we'll pull you right in. We want to stop and get your questions in because I've read the book, and we want you guys <laughs> to order it. Uh, Anthony's going to give out that information again. But, yes, certainly, mm-hmm. if you do have questions, comments, do call in and select the number one. We prefer that you call in and share it online. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Rather than, so certainly. And again, 818-691-7406, select the number one, and it'll it'll let me know, and I'll pull you into queue. All right, Anthony, energy was another favorite mm-hmm. of mine because it made me think about a point in my life where I could go into someone's house and I can remember probably the first time that I felt this. You can walk in someone's house and you feel such, wow. You may not know what it is, but I'll give you an example. If you walk into a married couple's house and you could feel that there's just such some stuff going on in that house that nobody's happy. And, and that's so true. If, to help people understand, overstand, let me say that, overstand. To help people overstand <laughs> the importance of energy and how it um, plays a great great deal in our life, you started out by explaining how many times have you walked into someone's house and felt the energy mm-hmm. that is so true. Absolutely. Talk about energy. Yes. In that example alone, I mean, we've all had those situations where, you know, you go to a, a, a social gathering, over your family or friend's house, and you walk in that house, and you can immediately tell there's something wrong. And then somebody will come downstairs with a frown on their face, or, or they'll roll their eyes, or they'll walk right by you, or they'll give you that, that half, um, hello, how you doing? And you can just tell, and it makes you feel so uncomfortable. You don't know whether you should speak or, or just turn around uh, and go home, you know, or stay there, or whatever the case may be. Now, to get a little bit more on the, on the scientific side about energy, this is an experiment I tell everybody to do, and I mentioned it last night when I was on the show, and you can take you um, two glasses of water, fill both up with water, On one of them you can put positive energy, and one of them you put negative energy. Okay, the, the positive energy, you go in the room, nothing but positive affirmations. You know, I love you, I love my kids, I love my family, I love life, life is outstanding. Put that in the freezer. You go in the negative, go in another part of the house or room, 
and you cuss it out. You know, you say whatever you want, negative energy, whatever, whatever the case may be, and you put that glass in the, um, in the freezer. Wait about 30 minutes or an hour when both glasses are froze and see what you have. In the positive energy glass, you should have some type of crystal-like, really peaceful-like crystal um, that usually symbolizes peace in that glass. Now, for me, when I opened up the freezer, the negative glass had actually broke. It broke in half. It cracked, and it looked so horrible inside. And that's an experiment I encourage everyone to do because I've had quite a few people done it, and they've all had their story to tell. So you do it and, and see what it can, see what you come up with. Okay, and I'm going to check the chat line and the uh, phone line real quick here just to make sure we're not missing anyone because we had some people that wanted to call in. So mm-hmm. um, let's see. Okay, so we're okay. We will t- we'll pull you in as soon as you select the number one. Um, let's move on to imagination. You talked about an imagination statement in the book, and I believe um, – you said it's important to write one out. Tell our audience how important it is just to imagine themselves, because first got to know what they're imagining for, what they're hoping for, basically, and expecting. I'll right. say that. Tell us about right. the image statement. Right. Basically, you said in, in a nutshell, first thing you have to know exactly what you want. When I mean exactly, I mean exactly. Know what you want. Never compare yourself to anybody else's success. Never compare yourself to other people's lives. Know what will make you happy. Once you figure that out, we're visual. Everything is visual. Why you think there's so many commercials on TV daily trying to get us to buy certain things, so many different type of things going on mainstream to um, convince, of, uh, convince us of certain things because we are visual beings by nature. So what we see is pretty much what we're going to think. So you write this image statement down. Have it close to you. And I, I do it at least twice a day. If you do it more, that's day. That's outstanding. And you keep saying these affirmations to you. It's another way of saying affirmations. I want to do this. I want to have the best wife in the world. I want to have better communication with my kids and my family, my brother, and, and you know, stuff like that. And, and you keep just keep doing that. And you will start slowly but surely seeing these things happen in your life. And I can't make this stuff up. Like I said in my book, hey, I'm not here to manipulate anybody. Just feel my spirit, feel my energy, and, and see what works for you. But this is just scientific fact, you know, and I, and I talk to people about this all the time. I say they have done this. Who told me to do it? You know, all I'm doing is passing the torch. A lot of this stuff that I talk about, you know, I, I read some perspectives of it in other, in other books that I studied and stuff, and, and it's like they passed the torch to me. And, like, a guy told me last night, he said, one thing I loved about your book, Anthony, he was that, that you put it in a simple form. It's kind of like a brother off the street who really kind of lost can read your book and be like, man, I really can relate to this. And that's what I tried to do. I didn't try to fill you up with a whole bunch of equations and a whole bunch of confusion. It's just in your face, direct, simple form, showing you about meditation, showing you about self-reflection, explaining energy, explaining imagination, law of attraction, all the other things that we're talking about. Okay. And what about this statement, and I love this one as well, Where because I feel the minute we stop learning and stop teaching, we're in trouble or being open to it. But you make the statement, we are all learners, doers, and teachers. Learning is finding out what you already know. Doing is demonstrating you know it. And teaching is reminding others they know just as well as you. And you say you Absolutely. live by the quotation daily. I love that quotation. Absolutely. Um 
I can't remember if it was either Richard Bach or Stephen Covey who I got that quote from. I have to check my notes. But, yes, I live by that daily in the sense that, you know, we're the truth. We all can teach somebody. We all can learn something, and we all can do something. We just have to apply that energy in the right way. We have to redirect ourselves and then just put ourselves in a position to be able to. We all are unique. I'm not special than any other person on this phone line, on your show, or anything. It's just that we all have to center ourselves and be still enough so that we can let these skills come out. We all are perfect in that sense. We all have, have something inside of us that we want to do, that we can do if we put the um, – put organized action. I don't like to say action because a lot of us take action, but it'd be all over the place. You have to organize your action and center your action, and then these things will come come, come, um, come into a realization. Organize your action. I like that. I'm going to have to write that one down. Yes, okay. absolutely. That brings us to, and we're flowing right into, because, again, once you get these things, these things together, and your Chapter 1 is attitude, and the Chapter 2 is energy, Chapter 3 is imagination, and Chapter 4, law of attraction, which means now we're at a position to where we start to, to attract like-minded people and, and shy mm-hmm. away from those who seem not to be, not a negative thing at, 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 at mm-hmm. all, but it's about mm-hmm. just kind of knowing who you are and where you're going and getting yourself in a place in a position uh, where your life uh, supports that, the way you live and who you surround yourself with supports that. So talk about the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, simply put, we attract everything that we put out there, um, meaning that whatever your thoughts are, whatever you're asking for is what you're going to get. And you have to be very careful what you speak out into our universe um, energy doesn't die. Energy doesn't go anywhere. It just redirects itself. So, in other words, if you start putting certain things out to the universe, for instance, I said I want to meet some of the best educated, best business-minded people in the world. And this year, man, that list has just been incredible. I've, I've been able to meet some of the greatest minds, some of the greatest business minds in this world, and I'm not even exaggerating, in this world. When I said I want people around me who's going to be authentic, now it kind of shocked me, and be prepared, y'all, because the people that you thought was authentic, they're going to start dropping away, and it's going to scare you. Like, wait a minute, I, I could have sworn this person was my friend, but then all of a sudden when this stuff starts happening, you're going to start seeing certain things. You're like, wow, them too, but you got to flow with it. you got to keep going. It may hurt, you may be disappointed, but you have to keep moving forward. And then all of a sudden you'll start really seeing your true circle and the things that you really want in life will start to really appear and, and, and come to light in everything. I mean, this, this year has been, without a doubt, one of the best years of my life for, for that reason because I have literally attracted everything that I've wanted. And then another thing that I just recently, and I can tell you how strong it is, maybe about a month or two ago I said, okay, for some reason, I'm able to attract many different type of females, and then I'm not saying that like I'm dating them all. I'm just saying like females are business-minded, oriented, have a lot going on. So I said, you know what, that's cool, but I need some of my brothers. I need some serious kings to come around um, that we can, I can chop it up and we can really exchange some business. Man, I have met at least like 10 brothers over the past couple of months. And they doing their thing. I'm learning from them. You know, I'm sharing some information with them. They're sharing information with me. So, and then all I simply do is start thinking this way, putting it out here in the universe, and it's coming back to me. And Anthony, that's that's the importance of what you're doing here. If it takes one person 
to, and it brings us to Chapter 5, which is persistence, to, to, first of all, know who they are, know what they want, and like you say, organize their actions to get there and stay, remain persistent in doing so. So often we fall off the bandwagon because something happens or something doesn't go the right way we thought it should, and we stop. Well, we stop to do what? To go back to what we know, to go back to what wasn't working anyway? What do you have to lose? It's like when you made the decision, Anthony, you say, okay, I've been thinking negative all my life. Where has it gotten me? Let me try this positive because what will it hurt? What will right. it hurt? At this point, absolutely. Right. And, and, I want, and, I, and I really want people to understand that, like, hey, one of the biggest things I struggled with was being persistent. I think when you get into Chapter 5, which is persistent, I, the first paragraph I told you, I had a habit of quitting. And even while writing that chapter, that was very discouraging for me. I'm like, man, I'm actually writing this chapter um, realizing that I had a habit of quitting. And that kind of, like, put me in the, in the place. I had actually had to take a break for a couple of days and come back, like, okay, well, or at least you know exactly what's going on. And I talk about that whole process in that chapter and what I did to, like, overcome that. So, like, again, you know, I would never have all the answers. We would never have all the answers. But we have to keep pushing forward, never getting up. When you fail at this, you have to open another door because that's how life is. Well, we can't leave law of attraction without talking about 400-something. And I, oh, yeah, I absolutely. <laughs> this show that I wanted them to uh, to know what 400-something meant because this is who I was the night that you space. So tell them about 400-something. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I had a 1995 Oldsmobile Aurora, and I got that car. Oh, man, I think I was 22, 23. And, you know, that was like, 90, I got it, it was see, 1999, so the car was only like three or four years old. So, man, I am think I'm doing it. You know, I think I'm doing it big. Now, I got the nice car, sunroof, leathered out, everything nice. So, the problem was, though, my previous car always had car problems. So, I had this, like, worrying energy that my car was going to break down. So, you know, when you buy a new car, your first thought is that you shouldn't have any car problems. Well, to my surprise, because I carry such a negative attitude towards my old car, guess what? Remember I said energy goes nowhere. That energy just went into this new car. And I promise you within two months later of me buying this new car, my transmission went out. Okay, fine, bam, I got that fixed. Now, now I'm still worrying. I'm still worrying. So every two months, I'm not lying. I wish I should. You know what? I should have kept the receipt. I, had, I kept that car for five years, okay, and I'm – Counted up all the receipts, and I spent over about sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars in, in just maintenance repairs. Every time something was going wrong with that car, it was four hundred and something. I don't care if I got a flat tire and the boat was missing or something. I take it to the shop. He told me four oh seven. I don't care if it needed a tune up. It was four thirty four. I don't care if the light was out. It was four ninety two. It was always four something. So that's what I nicknamed the car. Four something. <laughs> And you talked about you actually sometimes you'd be traveling and just 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 hearing noises from the car, but and you pull over oh, and nothing yeah. was wrong at that time. Yeah, but that's, you would when I said Absolutely. When I first got the car within, like, the first few weeks, I was so used to my other car breaking down that I I, would, I thought I heard something, so I would literally put the hazard zones on the e-way on my way to work, pull over, and pop the hood, 
And ain't nothing wrong, no engine light or nothing, but that's just how paranoid and how much worrying I was doing from my previous car, bringing that action into this new car, and it didn't fail me. The law of attraction did not fail me in that aspect. It said, okay, you want something to be broke? Here it is. And my transmission went out again like two months after me buying that car. Your transmission go out. Man, you don't even know how how discouraged I was after that. Wow, wow. Okay, well, let's... um. I'm going to go to the line, and then what we'll do is we'll cover just maybe three more, and I know love has to be one of them, and I think Mm -hmm. power and gratitude. And then the other things, people will just kind of have to certainly get the book, and that leaves out money and uh, the Chapter 10, which is the results. But I do want to talk about love because I think that that is so, so, so important as we work to love ourselves and live a life that's outstanding. And then just a little um, power, um, and then gratitude, okay? So I'm going to check the mm-hmm, line sure. here. And remember, we had some people asking, okay, there we are. We have some calls. So we're going to take the calls first, and we actually okay, have a cool. few of them. So we're going to take those and then move forward. We are yeah, right cool. now caller from 901 area code with the last four digits of 8714. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hello, everybody. Um, Hello, how I, are you? Uh, I'm fine for now, and I say that because, you know, we, we're, we're living in a moment, and, and this is some great information that I've, I've uh, I ain't going to say I've stumbled across on, but I've taken the time to listen to other people and um, just uh, be around other people who, who, who are talking um, these things, and it's very interesting, especially when uh, in the beginning of the show you was talking about intuition, and I, and I found myself at times like, and I need to take this with me before I leave the house or or I need to make sure I use this. But then for some reason I end up forgetting it or I'll remember, but it'll be too late for me to get it back or I'll just be too lazy to just go back in the house and get in there and find out. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, eat, I didn't even need that at all. I didn't need that umbrella at all or, or whatever the case may be. So that's, that's a very interesting thing. And in the midst of me obtaining information similar to this, um, I remember going to make a long story short. I had went to some place that's a that they call the spiritual center, and I um, they had a, a I ain't gonna say a book club, but it would be this group that would talk about like once a month um, about a book, and then they'll discuss it. So this one guy, we was um, talking about briefly about some earthquake that happened in Japan um, like a few years ago or something, and. One one of the guys, the guy that was leading it, he said, well, you know, that's just the way they're thinking. You know, it's their thinking as to why that earthquake happened. And now, of course, I was just wanting to listen to what the people say. I didn't really want to make a comment on anything, but but I did. Well, then it, I, I lied. I, I did make some comments um, politely. And, and I said, and I think I said, well, could it be that, it's just na- it's just natural for earthquakes to happen, because he said, well, because it is, you know, something wrong with their thinking. That's why the earthquake happened. And I'm like, well, could it just be that that's just natural and that's just what happens? Uh, maybe they just didn't have the right attitude on preparation for the earthquake or whatnot or whatnot. But that just happened. That's that's natural. And and then that made me think, since we have the since the law of attraction is at work and and we have thoughts 
and we and we and we get to choose what type of attitude we want day by day. Doesn't that show, or doesn't that 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 prove how much power we really have and how powerful we really are? Because I keep telling people about making sure other people don't control how you think. Because as you do that, of course, dealing with commercials and all of that, as soon as you allow people to to put things in your mind, in a way it's like they're controlling you. So my question is, do we really have the power? And I and I think in and as and as I look at uh, as I listen to to, um, to different people about these similar um, uh, about these similar topics, doesn't it seem as if we're really we're more powerful than we think we are? And could it could it be that really we could really change the world in a big way if people if a whole lot of people if a whole lot of people or maybe just a group of people really was was uh, was really focusing on that energy on that vibration of well we can change the world like in homelessness to in hunger to stop paying mortgages uh, these type of things because it sounds as if we we have more power than we think we have and I just. That, that's what I wanted to ask. Well, mm-hmm. Anthony, chapter eight talked yeah. about that. So, Anthony, go ahead yeah. with yeah. what you have power. Yeah, I wrote down four points. The first one you mentioned about the weather, um, the, the um, stuff that was going on in Japan, and just natural disasters. And period. Um, if you if you have an opportunity, you can watch the documentary. Um, it's called Hidden Colors One and Hidden Colors Two, where they talk about. Oh that, yeah. Where it, uh, and and it, if you if you have seen it, maybe go back to it again because it's villages that was around Japan and people who live in these villages that practice um, a certain type of energy and meditation, and they don't have any weather issues, no natural disaster, and they accredit that from research, documentation, because of the energy that they carry. Um, from my understanding, my overstanding, I should say, that, yes, depending on the vibration of a group of people will bring natural disasters. Um, so I would just encourage you to even do research. You know what, brother? Um, when, you be, when you get a chance, if you can reach out to Tammy and I get your information, because it's actually another video that I have in my archive somewhere that explains that more on a scientific level, and that's just the weather aspect. Now I want to kind of talk about um, the power that you talked about, and, and simply the answer is yes. We do have the power to change um, a lot that's going on, but the biggest problem is the stuff that we see on TV and the stuff that we hear on mainstream radios because it's their job to feed us negativity. Think about it. It's nothing positive on mainstream radio or mainstream TV, nothing. Every show from Criminal Minds to whatever show you want to think of. It's always nothing feeding us but negativity. And think about why they're doing that. They don't want us to to tap into the right energy source to change the world the way we know we can. That's why they keep feeding us all this energy. That's why they they created smartphones, if you want to know the truth, because now it's 24-7. You said created what? Smartphones. Oh, that's why they created smartphones because now think about it. That energy is 24-7. We can go to our phone and pull up the news, pull up any negative video we want because of that. Because, man, a lot of us sleep with our phones. You know, a lot of us don't want to admit it, but a lot of us sleep with our phones. They're right there on the charger, right by us. When we wake up, we go into our phone soaking in that energy, soaking in that energy. So that's something to just think about and consider. And, again, brother, if you reach out to Tammy, I'll do my best to give you some more links on the weather 
on how um, our energy does vibrate the weather, in other words, and also about how the government controls some of the weather. That's important, too. A lot of people uh, don't realize yeah, it, but yeah. our government chose to control the weather. They know how to make storms, and that is a way for them to get us to live in fear. It's not a conspiracy that, theory. Go ahead, but I'm sorry. Talked about. I'm, I'm, I, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, but yeah. no, I, yeah, no, no. I just said that's, that's part of. Yeah, that's that's okay. part of it. That's no, that's exactly part of, it, and it's a little bit more. And a lot of people like to always say, "Well, that's conspiracy theory and all that." No, no, that's realist theory. All we have to do is just open our eyes and read. And I tell anybody all the time now, information is out here. If you choose to live a lie, then hey, that's on you, and that's cool. I get that for a lot of people, and I'm not saying you as you you personally, brother. I'm just talking in general. But if we choose to live a lie, that's cool because I understand a lot of people prefer living a lie because it makes them have to really face who they are. But I mean, you had a lot of excellent points, and you brought uh, brought a lot of great energy into what you were saying. But yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll 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 connect you to. I know he can reach out to me. Um, so I'll I'll connect you two because it sounds like you guys have a lot more to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> we have some more, so I want to get them in. But thank you so much, and I'll connect with you after the show to get you his information. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Okay. All right, thank you. All right. We're going to bring in a caller from nine zero one area code with the last four digits of three five two one. Caller, you're on the air with us. Yeah. Hi, Anthony. I'm your Concepts are really, really interesting. I just wanted to know, was there a particular something that happened? Was there a particular event or when you you begin to think this way, was it a study or something just kind of happened in your life to make you want to think in, in, in terms of, of changing your attitude or, or, or how you see things? Was there any specific thing that you can look back on and say this was the moment, this was the time when, when this these new feelings and, and attitudes about the way my life was going changed? It, it was probably two things. The first thing is that I was just, if I'm living my life, why I can't control my life? I just asked myself that question. If this is my life, why I can't control it? And that became very frustrating for me. So between that and me and me just simply being tired and exhausted the way things is going on around me, but I'm the one getting up every day, I'm the one going out here trying to make things happen. I'm the one trying to do this and do that. So if that's the case, why I can't simply control it? So once I asked myself that question and I was more aware about my attitude, about my energy, about my imagination, then, again, things start to really change for me. And it's nothing that's easy. But one of the things quotes I live by by Dr. Umar Johnson, a true spiritual journey is a lonely journey. And I want people to really understand that. A true, and I say T-R-U-E, a true spiritual journey, because a lot of us think we're on a spiritual journey, but we're really not. A true spiritual journey is a lonely journey because there's going to be some real lonely nights when you're by yourself and you have to really shade off all of your imperfections and really understand who you are as a person. And it's going to be so scary that you're going to run from yourself. But when you stand up to yourself and face yourself and then really start to reveal yourself and it slowly but surely change into a better person, then you'll see a lot more of these things that we're discussing here tonight. Got it. Thank you, Anthony. Great answer. Mm-hmm. No Thank problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Anthony, that, let me just check real quick, make sure 
We got everybody out. You know, I wanted to. I went back as you were talking. It made me think about um, as you were talking about power and and all those things and the media mm-hmm. and our um, smartphones. The quote that I used, the Frederick Douglass quote that I used for the event that I created to make a contentious slave is an, it, it is necessary to make a thoughtless one. It is necessary to darken the moral and mental vision and as far as possible to annihilate the power of reason. And I think about our lives. Many of us don't think about who we are or what we what we are taking in our lives, what we are allowing in our lives. So we are really we really have become slaves. And like you said, if this is my life, then why can't I control what happens in my life, who comes in my life, how they affect my life? And that is that is powerful what you just said. If this is my life, I'm living it. I'm getting up to work, going for it. I'm paying a bit. Then why don't I have some more control over it? And we have to think about our choices. Could it be? For those of you who are listening, could it be that you don't think about choices? You don't think about consequences to your choices. You 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 overlook, or you just kind of quiet that still voice that says, "This is not right. This is not what's best for you," because you don't even know you. You don't know who's best for you, what's best for you, or how to get what's best for you. So mm-hmm. that that what you said. If this is my life, why can't I control it? Um, mm-hmm. And then to just put on the thoughtless, how we become so thoughtless about who we are and why we feel this way and why does life continue to feel just worthless um, and so forth, that's something we need to ask ourselves, especially if we call ourselves people of God and we're walking around looking like everybody else. We're just as miserable as the people who don't who don't believe and who don't serve and who don't mm-hmm. seek. That's how we mm-hmm. sing. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Something I want to add real quick is um, I don't know the exact quote, but I know it came from Albert Einstein, and, and that's why I, I talk about energy and vibrations. I, this man, he was back way when, but he made a statement, a quote. He has something pertaining that, that we're going to live in a day of an age of technology where it take over our lives and we're not going to communicate with each other. You know, that's not exactly how the quote went, but that's pretty much what he was saying. And if you think about today, what are we doing? We live in a technology world, phones, Internet, media, everything, where it's to the point that we don't know how to communicate with one another. And and I had to even check myself on that. Like when I'm around my kids and we're trying to just spend time, we're eating or whatever, usually we all have our phone at the table. And we're eating, talking, and texting and playing on our phones. So I said, you know what? Let's all do this. If there's somebody that's that important, let them know you're going to be off the air for a couple of hours. Let's leave our phones on the kitchen table and go downstairs and watch a movie or just talk. And that form of communication does so much because there's no distractions except for maybe the movie. But even during the movie, you can pause the movie and say, did you, did you overstand that part or that part was funny or whatever the case may be. So what I'm learning is to do your best to limit the outside technology to limit the distractions. You know, I even have a thing now where I, I, I completely put my phone on silent and I put it in another room because I know I have a bad habit of checking my phone, checking Facebook or whatever the case may be. But we have to allow ourselves to to give that moment of silence. It's it's imperative. It's very important for each one of us our own sanity. Believe me. <laughs> Please believe me. If you don't take anything else out of this conversation tonight, do that. Do that for yourself. Okay, Anthony. We have Anthony. You have time for one more caller. 
I'm here. I'm and here. We'll, I'm here. You know, I'm oh, here. Okay. I'm enjoying myself. Yep. Okay. Let me. Um, okay, we're pulling back in. Um, the last four digits, seven two zero seven. Call you're back on the air with us. Hi, Anthony. This is Chiquita again. Okay. I just want to say, just listening to you, you are so on it in so many of the areas that I've been and and with Tammy as well. But when I hear you talk about, and, and this is so huge, so I'm going to just try to make it brief because it's like you, mm-hmm. as the things you're saying, I'm just like, oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't find many people walking this walk. And when you say because I hear a lot of people talk about how tired mm-hmm. they are, but they're not ready to detach from all the things and the places they're going and all the things that are tugging them to the left and to the right and all, like you said, the TV and the like, this, like you said, the smartphones and the news, and I and and it was me saying that I was tired and realizing why am I so tired? Why am I so tired? So I started detaching from the news. I started detaching from mm-hmm. radio. I started detaching from everything, and I, I I even found myself detaching from people because I I saw that I was being sucked by the directions that they were going in, and it was it was one of those kind of epiphany type of things the way you just say, wait a minute, this is not working. Mm-hmm. I'm tired, and why should I have more control over my life? Because mm-hmm. my life felt so out of control, but it was a wake-up call and a reality check and realizing that, hey, wait a minute, I'm where I am because of what I've done, the seeds that I've planted. Mm-hmm. This is simply the harvest of my walk. Go ahead. Go ahead, sister. Go ahead. And it's and it's it's so amazing because it's when you like you said it's a lonely road and it and it is kind of that road less travel because as I began to look to see okay well who who can who's walking the same walk walking the same direction I'm walking in and it's like hard to find hard mm-hmm. to find like my continued to shrink because I was looking for you know a circle of influence. My circle mm-hmm. just kept shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, and it's like, okay, this is lonely. But it, it, when I would slow, really slow down and realize that it was better to be lonely and walk with two that are on that spiritual walk than fifty mm-hmm. that are in that world walk. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess my question, my 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 question is, because you said, because I didn't once I started detaching myself, I didn't even think to use my energy and draw to myself the things that I wanted because mm-hmm. I was just witnessing all the things that I didn't want and I began to just completely detach and I found myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I can't just completely detach from the world, but that's all I wanted mm-hmm. to do. I wanted to just detach from the world. I wanted to detach. I have three daughters. I wanted them to detach from the world. I wanted them to mm-hmm. detach from their friends and all influences that feed their lives. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're you're uh, yeah. You're doing so many things we don't believe. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I don't mean no. there's so many lies that we and and as you were uh-huh. talking about, because it's just you know, things with controlling of the weather and and uh-huh. you know all these the medications and just the thing that media feeds you to. Okay, if they feed you the stuff, then you're gonna think you're sick. You're gonna be scared, and you're gonna tune into this and tune into that. Mm-hmm. And I realized that everybody's scared and they're afraid of everything. And I'm mm-hmm. drilling into my daughters to fear nothing, to fear nothing, to fear nothing, because your greatest fear comes to life. But every person I talk to, I mean, it could be for the, the, 
one second or you know how you kind of meet somebody or you're in the elevator or doesn't matter where mm-hmm. you are. I can be talking to a person and within seconds their fears, they just start voicing their fears. Mm-hmm. And it's like how it and I thank you tonight for putting out there that you started thinking about what you wanted to draw to yourself. I guess that's my question. When did you slow down and realize, okay, I gotta draw this to myself because after I detached, I detached from everything and everybody and everything. But Absolutely. I want to draw to myself those mm-hmm. things that, because I want a circle of influence, a circle of influence that can teach me. Because I don't know, there's still a whole lot that I don't know, but I didn't Absolutely. think to just slow down and use my energy to attract to me the things that I do want versus thinking about all the things I need to detach from because I want my children to be able to realize it's on their own, and I don't want to start telling them, nope, you can't do this, you can't talk to her, you can't do that, because mm-hmm. I want them to detach because of the lies that I believe growing up. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I'll be their greatest influence, you know. Absolutely. I walk with him, but I want my influence to be greater so they can recognize and be able to discern, you know, what ain't right and, and what's trickery and, and what's, you know, meant to keep them confused and keep them distracted and keep them blind. And mm-hmm. so when Anthony, how did you do that? How did how did you how did you make that transition? Basically it's um it's self awareness in the sense that when all the people when I was at that lonely point and I'm telling you, you know, I went from being one of the most popular dudes to like nobody recognizing me, whatever the case may be, but I what I started to understand was that it was necessary and I started accepting that fact. Once you accept what's going on around you, like some of the people that you thought was close or falling off this and that and the other, then it becomes a little bit easier. Then the transition comes, like you mentioned. Okay, now I'm sitting in silence. There's no one around me. I'm here by myself. I'm actually even enjoying to be a be be alone. You start having an enjoyment like, man, this is you know, it's not this bad, it's not the end of the world to spend a weekend in the house by myself, it's not the end of the world, go shopping by myself or what have you. Then you get to a place now, okay, what do I want? And then you just answer it. For me, I wanted to just mingle with some of the best business minds in the world and that's how I met Tammy. That's how I met so many other people. I've been able to meet Dr. Booker Coleman from Hidden Colors 1 and 2. I've been able to meet Dr. Umar Johnson. I've been able to meet Dr. Phil Valentine, all these people that's willing to share this important knowledge. And before, even not even a year ago, I had never heard of them. You see what I'm saying? I had never heard of them. You see how powerful that is? I've never heard these people. But now I have them in my phone. (laughs) I can call them. I can talk to them. So that's how I know I'm a living testament to that and again what I promoted even in the book what we all have to promote what you have to promote what Tammy have to promote is that there's millions of people that think this way but it's the media job to make sure that we don't tap into that energy prime example You're right. uh-huh. back in what 1999 they gave us that crap about all the lights are going to be blacked out and we was going to be what, what was it called the, the millennium blackout or whatever millennium. that crap was yeah. And everybody ran out and got water. Man, with so many people in my family got all this garbage, all these gallons and gallons of water. Yeah. I didn't have a liquor grocery in my I house. Didn't believe I it went either. to sleep and got up the next morning and went to the grocery store. But and that's what they're fine. paid to do. And you know how much money they made that year? Do the homework and yeah. see how much money them retail people made. They know what they're doing. This is nothing I can make up. You can see for yourself. We bought gallons and gallons and gallons of water for nothing. Mm. 
and they made money. Believe me, they sit in the room laughing, cracking up because it worked. Right. So it's things like that that we have to pay attention to. It's things mm-hmm. like that. But, sister, you're on the right path. I appreciate you so much for calling. Um, you know, I'm, Tammy will tell you I'm always willing to connect anywhere that you want to connect. I don't have a problem with it. Don't give up the fight. It, you know, like I say, it is a lonely journey, but it's not lonely journey forever. That's what, that's something I should say. It's not lonely forever because every day I'm meeting more and more people that's walking the same path, that, that know the same and know a lot more, and we're learning and sharing information from each other, and I love it. Well, thank you. I truly appreciate it because I gained even more hearing you on this show versus what the book, you know, said. But Mm -hmm. just hearing you on the air, it just you just helped just create a new a a new a new direction for me. Something you know, something else to reach for, and something else to you know. It reminded me that I can call to myself, you know. Like minded individuals. So I
Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and another so, way that you can, can, t- can take that in perspective, it will be some air outside forces that is outside of your control, the meaning that you can't touch that realm. But anything within your world, anything within your realm, do the best that you can. If it takes 100 steps to complete a goal, but you can only do a half step a day or a half step a month, you're going in the right direction. Don't give up. Believe me, I've been there. This book was that. You know, but what I, and also something else we have to appreciate, do never be scared to ask for help. Some of the most successful people in this world had somebody to help them. And that was one of the big mistakes that I made when I was trying to run businesses and stuff like that. I've had this attitude, I can do everything on my own, I'll figure it out. No. Ask for help. Make sure you ask for the right help from certain people, but ask for help. When I when I didn't wasn't too sure about writing a book, I reached out to certain authors who wrote four or five books, and without hesitation, they helped me and helped you know limit my mistakes. You know when I didn't understand how to to really invest, I reached out to some investors. Without hesitation, they helped me. When I wasn't sure about how I was acquiring some of this knowledge about meditation, about spirituality. Man, I, like I said, I met some of the best minds in the world, and they helped me with hesitation. I just reached out to them and said, brother, I'm, I'm just feeling your energy. I appreciate you giving me a call. And I got that call within 12 hours. And these are some very, very important people. So mm-hmm. it, it will happen. It will. And we have to have the faith. And, and like you said in your book, create that, that atmosphere, that energy, and, and use our power. Uh, so often I think we live life without expectation, and we say we have faith. But we don't because the word says if we had faith of a mustard seed, then wow, what we ask. And we don't mm-hmm. if we really think about our lives and, and what we expect. So often we we start something expecting failure. We look for failure. Mm-hmm. We look for something not to work. So we have some, some, some people that have made some comments out in the in the chat that I want to make okay. sure I get out to you, um, Anthony. Cool. One says, wow, I love what Anthony is saying about worrying. It is true. Um and then there's another person that says here, well, I think it's the same person, that's why um, what well, said people don't want to face the truth and they want to run. Um, mm-hmm. That's powerful because if we if they don't want to face the truth and they want to run, we're, I, I feel when we don't, we talked about being honest and communicating with everybody at all times, we should. But when we don't, we, we allow that person to continue in, in that untruth and to continue to run. Sometimes they don't have to run. They just remain where they are. And and mm-hmm. I've had this conversation with a friend this week about, you know, when we don't tell people the truth, then how, we really can't say that we love them. That's a sick kind of love as well. It's a love that does not, none of us any good because what you're saying is, I don't want you to move past your pain. I don't want you to find out that you are greater than great, that you are powerful, that you can be happy. That's what we're really saying. But Mm -hmm. we choose to. We choose not to because of the world. The world has us thinking that as as religious people, you know, we can't hurt people's feelings. Really? And we have to be able to receive what what people say. Not meaning that you have to run with it and change your whole life, but you have to listen because sometimes people see things a little bit different because we're in the situation going through it, especially those who love Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like how I mentioned earlier, like uh, the brother whose show I was on last night, 
he read my book and he had a whole nother perspective about my book. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even look at it that way, but it made sense. So that's, again, when we're reading the same information, Tammy, you may look at it and bring a whole nother perspective, which you actually have. You know, you mentioned some things to me off the air about my book, and I was like, man, okay, I never perceived it that way, but that's, that's what's up. That's good. Well, that's how unique we are. We will read the same sentence, but you may pull something out of it that I didn't even think about. And that's how we can all, um, you know, gather this energy and share information and become better. Right. One of our callers mentioned um, the road less traveled. Uh, I think it was, I call it, it just got off Shatika. And I, I actually, I'm reading this book again. I'm on my second time around in this book, and it's right here next to my computer. And and as you say that, it reminded me, and I don't know if you've read it, Anthony, by M. Scott Peck. Have you read The Road mm-hmm. Less Traveled? No, but send, send me all the information in the inbox because, you know, I, I always love reading. Okay, well, it talks about this gentleman who goes up to this pastor after his sermon and says, Basically, you don't know how you've changed my life with this sermon, and of course, yet like any pastor would be, you know, well, tell me, tell me what did, what was it that I said, and what this person said to the pastor was, really, someone else would look at it and say, well, how did that change your life? Because the man answered, he says, well, you, well, you may remember you began your sermon by saying that you wanted to talk to us about two things this morning, and then in the middle, you said. That completes this first part of what I wanted to tell you, and now it's time I move on to the second part of my sermon. And this guy says, and at that moment, I realized that I had come to the end of the first part of my life, and it was high time basically for me to move forward. Now, you think probably no one else in 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 the service got that from saying, now it's time for me to move part to to my second part of the sermon. But that line there, for whatever reason, this man was moved by that to say, I have come to the end of the first part of my life. It's time for me to move on. And I say it to say, like you're saying, one person may receive something from your book, another may receive another because of our foundation, our root, our base, where we come from, the Mm -hmm. things we've experienced. So embrace who you are, embrace your uniqueness, but don't let that own you. You have the power to become and to do and to attract what you want in your life. Wow. So that's, that's my my kudos for your book tonight. But I want you to... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Tell the people a couple of things of of what they can do. Number one, order the book, for sure. Read the mm. book. After that, what can they do to move forward as you did and as so many of us are choosing to do by the alarming mm-hmm. num- number of people who are listening by way of chat and mm-hmm. phone, it's obvious that people mm-hmm. want. There are some people who want different, who want to grow, mm-hmm. who want to change. So give us some final words and be sure to give out the information as to how the people can order the book um, okay. as well. Okay. Basically, always want to improve. Even when things, you know, the, you know, the best time to improve when things, when everything around you is going great. And you're going to have those moments. Everything around you is going great. Everything's working the way you planned it. You know, the energy is great. But you sit back and you say, what can I do better? Because it's always something. Always be willing to evolve, never remain content. And that's something that I have to really, man, that's something that I'm still working on. Because usually when things are going great, you kind of like, oh, man, it's cool. I'm straight. I ain't got to do nothing else right now. I'm good. No. 
think about how you can evolve, elevate your game. Like this is the Butterfly Evolution show. So Tammy is always trying to evolve and evolve the show and evolve her career, and you see she's doing a great job because we're all here tonight. So I'd say, hey, go off that name, the Butterfly Evolution. Always be willing to evolve, especially in great circumstances. That's a great challenge for you because when things are going great, you get cool, you get relaxed. But I challenge you as I challenge myself. When things are going great, continue to evolve. That's something that you can do. Those are the last things I want to leave you with. When things are going great, continue to evolve. When you're having low energy days, because I have them. I've had one recently. What you, what I do to help me pull myself out of those low energy days is I help someone else. Being grateful, having gratitude, and helping others will, will put a smile on your face tremendously in, instantly, especially when you do it for somebody that you know really needed it who may be a little bit less fortunate, and you put that smile on their face and you help them, that'll help you pull you out your funk. I guarantee that. I don't care how low your day is. Think of somebody you can call, go outside and see somebody who's having a bad way, help them out a little bit, get that smile from them, and it'll help pull you out of that low-energy day. As far as my book, again, Tammy, thank you so much. This means so much to me for you to have me back on your show again. I know I'm always listening. I'm a big fan of yours. But for you to actually feature me, it really means a lot for me. Um, as far as getting it, anthonydcollins.com forward slash the book. is live now on Amazon. Um, it's on Barnes & Noble and just the website that I just mentioned. Um, it's a pre-order link right there on the Anthony D. Collins forward slash book. It's a pre-order link right there. You can type it in at Amazon. It'll pop right up. It's on Amazon Kindle as well. Um, you can go to Barnes and Noble and you can reach out and it's there. You can also Google Pound Life is Outstanding. All my information comes up and also Pound Anthony Thoughts. Okay. And Anthony, I'd just like to if you come across someone um that is in need that could really be and I'm sure you will at some point, that would benefit you feel that would benefit from your book but don't have the means to to get it, would you let me know because I'd like to donate a book to someone from Butterfly Evolution. Okay. Okay, okay uh, I appreciate that. Absolutely. I most so, definitely will. We can come up with something, a way to figure out somebody who would, who would, um, you know, maybe, I, I don't know why, but I'm thinking maybe we could go to a, or you could, a shelter or something and pick a, a woman or a man who, something, I don't know, let's go, go all okay. out with it. Go kind of be um, creative with it to get it in the okay. hands of who would, uh, who would uh, really like to have a copy and would read it and and put those, these things into effect. So I'm going to check one more time. We're okay on the phone lines, and I just want to thank everyone for hanging in there with us tonight. Um, yes, so absolutely. many out there in the, in the chat line and phone lines are still full. So I just want to say thank you to everyone. And, and again, as Anthony said, this is your life. Take control over it. Take take control over who you are because so many people are looking at us. And if you're a parent especially, you guys know I love the babies. I love kids, all of them, yours, mine, everybody. And they are hurting. And I feel like a, a great deal of their pain comes from how they see us embrace life. And we're not doing too well. I, I just, That's just my opinion. We're not doing too well really setting the path for them. They need to see us enjoying life and embracing challenges in life like, hey, life is still outstanding. Um, so mm-hmm. do that. Before we leave, I want to share. I left here 
the other night, left my house the other night, and I, before I left, I sat here contemplating, what do I want to eat? All these choices. And at that time, I wasn't thinking about what happened uh, later. But I'm sitting here just, just making a real big fuss out of, do I go here? Do I go there? Do I want this? Do I want that? So I walk out, I get in my truck, and it's really cold here, of course. And mm-hmm. as I turned off of my street onto the main street, suddenly it just hit me, wow, someone, many people tonight don't have a choice about what they eat. They don't have a choice about wow. where they lay their head, that they don't have mm-hmm. maybe even a blanket. to lay. A blanket won't even help in this weather. But here I am mm-hmm. coming out of my warm house, um, with so many choices to make about what I will eat and really just kind of, really just, I mean, live in the moment. Like, i got so many choices and money mm-hmm. to buy it, thank God, and a truck to get in and turn my heat on and go get it, come back, and a place to sit down and eat it in the warmth. And so mm-hmm. many people, including children, don't have that. So who yeah, am I? That's to say, who am I? to not have an outstanding life, not to not think that I'm blessed beyond measure, no matter what is going on in my life. Today, I have a safe place, safe place today. Tomorrow is not promised to me. So I challenge you all to embrace life, to embrace your uniqueness, to be thankful, as Anthony says, for the things that you do have or for the things that are going right in your life. Take the energy off the things that are not. Not saying don't deal with them, but take the energy away and, and and put the energy somewhere else. So again, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm waiting on part two of this, the next Absolutely. chapter of the life is outstanding. <laughs> so, <laughs> read um, any any final words again. I'm just thank you, thank you to you, thank you to everybody. Um, I appreciate this time. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, just connect with me in any way possible, like I say, via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And it has been a great experience. It's been a great experience. So, I, again, I just just thanks. Okay. Okay. And thank you, Anthony. We'll be in touch. I, I have a few people, I think, to connect you with. And then if okay. you'll keep in mind when you come across someone that, that um, I think what I'll do is just go ahead and, and get the book and have it sent to you, and then you can kind of orchestrate that. Okay? Okay. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Okay, again, thank you, Anthony. Thanks, everyone, for Mm -hmm. listening in. And uh, just stay tuned because I'm not sure I may come back on and do a final show for the year. Um, Anthony was so important that I came off vacation for him, you guys. Give him. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) All right, well, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. And please go out and purchase Anthony's book, anthonydcollins.com. Correct, Anthony? Yes, absolutely. Okay, thanks a bunch, and have a good night. All right, you too. Thank
But he winds up knocking me 